Greetings, everybody. We are back with uh, another exclusive episode of the Pod of Aggie Land. This is your host, yours truly, Chase Lane, number two in the field, number one in y'all's hearts. Uh, don't do not have a a guest speaker tonight. Uh, do not have really a lot to talk about because we are in a bye week, so I don't have a, a usual game prep that I would be going through. But uh, still want to put some content up there for you guys, and uh, you know, just putting out a little bit of episode. So we're gonna keep it short and sweet for the most part, but. In the meantime, we're going to talk about some some cool topics that are swirling around the sports world right now, uh, some other things. And yeah, so as always, let's start off the show with the quote of the day. So this one is, you've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to go to bed with satisfaction. So I'm going to say that again. You've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to go to bed with satisfaction. And so what that means to me is basically every morning you have to wake up with a why and you have to wake up with a motive. And if you don't do that, then you're less likely to be productive with your day and you won't go to bed. You'll go to bed thinking that you haven't accomplished anything in that day. So whether that be, I always like to have my quotes be something that can resonate with um, a many, many groups of different people who, uh, you know, this has this can tie in with the relationships, like your marriage, your your girlfriends, your boyfriend, um, your athletically, in your career, just everything. I, it, I think it can resonate with many different groups of people. And so, yeah, so every morning, make sure you understand why you're, because here's, and I always go back to God, but um, every morning you're blessed with an opportunity to go make something out of that day. So um, I think just having a why and just having a motive for what you want to accomplish that day can just lead to so much production. Uh, it can lead to so much success. And, you know, you'll go to bed feeling like you've accomplished something. So I'll say the quote again. You've got to get up every morning with determination if you're going to go to bed with satisfaction. So when you wake up, I know you guys are going to hear this episode on Thursday morning uh, for a lot of you people. But if you when you wake up on Friday, just try to have a why and try to have a motive and um, you know, just try to be pr- productive with your day and, and just try to stay consistent as possible. So uh, that's the quote for the day. And uh, as it's resonated with me in some some way, some fashion, I hope it resonates with you guys as well. So moving on, as I've stated earlier, we are in the midst of a bye week. Uh, practices have been, we, we still practice hard during bye week. So how it goes is we got, we got Monday off. We got, you know, just time to just rest and recover. Uh, we came in on Tuesday. And we had a, a Monday-like practice kind of with the with the splash of Tuesday in it. So we were on full pads as we would be on a Tuesday, Wednesday type practice. And uh, we, we had a couple of good on good periods against the defense. But for the most part, we um, were going against the scout team. Excuse me. Wednesday uh, was a hard day. We had more periods. Uh, we went against the defense a lot during the day. Um, a lot of good on good periods. A lot of tempo, move the field, situational type practices. So we did a lot of two minute, a lot of four minute, you know, Coach Fisher likes to do situational uh, football periods on, on Wednesday. So we were able to do that on Wednesday, full pads again. Oh, and actually this day kind of resembled how fall camp went because we had one-on-ones, we had one-on-ones against the DBs and we had trade drill for the, for the tight ends and uh, the D linemen and the O linemen, they had their one-on-ones and they did pass rush. So uh, yeah, so Wednesdays was a hard day. Thursday, we are actually this is the first time we've ever done it like this in the in the since I've been here. But 
Thursday, we're actually practicing earlier in the day. And it's still a practice, but it's more so like a a bona fide walkthrough. And this is I've never been a part of it, so I'm I'm really eager to see it and I know it's gonna be fun because you know guys are just gonna be thinking about the weekend, obviously. But uh tomorrow on Thursday we don't have any meetings, so we're just straight on the field at two thirty and then we just go from there. So we'll be at the door early on Thursday and then like I said in Monday's episode, we won't report back till Sunday. So looking forward to some much needed time off, you know. Uh, season hasn't been going the way we've uh, we envisioned it going for uh, for us, but you know it's just time to you know just relax and recuperate and uh, recharge and get, get your extra treatments. Get some guys that are banged up that ha- that have been banged up. Get them back healthy. And you know I think everyone's taking full advantage of this weekend. For myself, I'm just uh, I'm actually staying in town this weekend. I have a uh, me and some of, of my other teammates. We have like an NIL signing event at the warehouse at CC Creation. So looking forward to doing that with my teammates and, you know, just interacting with the fans that are going to come out. So uh, if you, if you, if you, if you want to do something on Saturday and if you're in college station, come out to the warehouse at CC Creations from two to four to meet me and some of my teammates and we'll just be interacting with the fans and just having a good time. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I get to go see my girlfriend playing her soccer game on Friday so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to be chilling. So I'm not doing anything too much, but you know, just chilling, kicking back with um, the people I care about. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. So moving on. So you guys know I want to be a a broadcaster one day, and I want to be on ESPN. Um, I, I I like doing Thursday episodes because when I don't have a a guest lined up, I get to really just talk about a lot of different things, kind of like I did a couple weeks ago, but. Uh, I just want to touch base on on some things that have been swirling around just the, the sports world recently, and just how uh, what's the word? Um, how thought provoking these things are, and um, how uh, controversial controversial these these topics are. So, um, firstly, I want to just just dive into the Devontae Adams situation. Uh, wide receiver from the Oakland Raiders, uh, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I saw the video. I know a lot of you other guys or a lot of the other people, excuse me, saw the video as well. It's it, it it looks so bad. It looks so bad on camera and just seeing like the footage of it because, mind you, the cameraman was just walking by. I don't think that the cameraman was trying to get in Devontae's face from what it looked like in the video. Um, but then, you know, after after a loss like that, and, you know, he, he hasn't been seeing a lot of success this season with this team, and, and he played well in that game, and they still weren't able to close out against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I can understand the frustration, but at the end of the day, that person's a human too. So I'm not going to sit here and, and vouch for Devontae's behavior. I'm a big fan of De- Devontae Adams. I feel like he's one of the, if not the best receiver in the league at this moment. So... Um, a very tough situation out there. I think it's kind of bogus that the guy, the cameraman, um, yeah, he got, and he got, yeah. So the guy who got knocked over, he's pressing charges, and they, and Devontae Adams got charged with uh, aggravated assault or something like that. I don't know, but he got charged for that. And so I'm like, man, like, come on, like, if if you're just trying to get to the bag, then just get to the bag. Just do a lawsuit or something. But pressing charges, man, like, come on, you don't you don't do that, but. Devontae Adams will more than likely see some uh, suspension time from the NFL. And uh, it, it cannot come at a, a worse time for the Raiders because right now they're sitting at one and four. 
And, uh, you know, their schedule isn't getting any easier going forward. But, you know, hopefully that just gets ironed out. And I, I really hope that doesn't, that doesn't put a, a blemish on Devontae Adams' uh, reputation because he's never been a guy who has been having issues in the league. And, you know, he uh, he's, he's very likable by a lot of people in the league and just fans from across the world. So I even saw he put out a tweet and he was just like, man, like, I'm just sorry. Like, he knew that wasn't even him. Like, it wasn't even within his character to do something like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough situation going on out there in Vegas, and, and he will surely be missed if he does get suspension time. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, just hopefully they can get that cleared up sooner or later and just stay as uh, non-messy as possible. But, you know, on the brighter side of the NFL, my Dallas Cowboys are sitting at 4-1 and on the season. We just walked out of SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles with a dub against the reigning Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. Um, our defense, man, I feel like we – if we don't already, I feel like we have the best defense in the NFL, like hands down. Um, you got Micah Parsons, you got Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Curse at corner, Trayvon Diggs, and so so many pieces. I, I and I think they're they're just playing so well under. Um, I forgot our defensive coordinator's name, uh, something Quinn, Dan Quinn, something like that. Uh, they're playing so well under his coaching, and man, it just when our when our offense starts clicking, and, and our our offense doesn't look terrible. Um, it's just, you know, it's just coming around slowly and, you know, Dak being out. So hopefully we can get Dak back next week against the uh, – this weekend, actually, against the uh, Eagles up in Philly because so, we're going to need him. They're 5-0. and They're a really good team. They're, they're playing very confident right now. But hopefully we can go uh, give them a loss and, you know, and we can take over in the NFC East standings. But, yeah, we're looking really good right now. Cooper Rush has done a great job, you know, just managing games for us. And you know, just being just being there when we need him. We don't we don't need him to go out there and and put up Aaron Rodgers numbers. We don't need him to go up there and be Tom Brady, but we just need him to just be Cooper Rush, and you know, just game manage. And um, I think they've done a really good job handling him. Uh, Kellen Moore, he's a he's a great OC quarterback from Boise State back in the day, if you remember those days. But uh, yeah, um, we look, we're looking really good right now. I was really impressed with how we played in, in LA. And hopefully when we get Dak back, I can we can start seeing our offense start taking off because um, Zeke in the backfield, he's starting to look healthier. Uh, Tony Pollard, you know, he's producing. He's always been consistent these last couple of years. Uh, Michael Gallup, he's getting he's getting healthier. He's, he's looking like his old self out there. CeeDee Lamb, we need to get him going because he's a dynamic playmaker. So, yeah, hopefully we can just start clicking on all cylinders and uh, really just go in a deep playoff run because I don't think anybody had us winning – these last couple of games once that got hurt because these are really like the hardest games on our schedule that we just had to play. And uh, if you look at it, we got the NFC South coming up in our next couple of games. And I don't want to say they're cakewalks, but um, they're not as deep as the teams that we, we've been playing. And we've been beating those teams with our starting quarterback out. So if we bring Dak back into the equation and, and he can start clicking with our receivers and just getting the, the offense to click as a whole, I think it's scary hours for everybody. In the, in the rest of the league, especially the NFC. So I know a lot of people don't like the Dallas Cowboys, but, you know, I'm, I'm a big Cowboys fan. I'm going to flaunt it every time we do good. And as always, we're going to win Super Bowl this year. So, uh, yeah, how about them Cowboys, man? Now, switching over to something a little more serious, um, the whole Tua Tagovailoa situation, man. Um, I know he's been out these last couple of weeks 
prior from that injury, that, that disturbing injury he suffered against the Bengals on Thursday night football. But, um, man, if I'm Tua and if I'm in Tua's circle, if I'm, if I'm Tua's family, they have to be talking about retiring, man. Like, though, because, you know, yes, we, we playing football, you know the risk that you take when you put on that helmet and you put on those pads. You know about the risk you take um, just with head injuries and just injuries in general because it's such a violent sport. But you go one week, man, and you get hit and your your, your equilibrium gets thrown off and you can't even stand up straight. You can't even walk. And then you come back the next week and you go you take another hit and then your hands get stuck in like a, a fencing state. I, I forgot what they called it. I don't want to, I don't want to be wrong, but it was, if you saw the hit, it was, it was a disturbing hit and uh, shame on the, the Dolphins training staff. I don't know the ins and outs. I don't want to uh, be incorrect, but just going off the top of my head, shame on the, the, the Dolphins training staff for clearing them that early, man, that that's unacceptable. And you know, it's it's no one, and you got to think, man. Like Tua has a mom; his parents were at that game, and to see your son take a hit like that, like if they're not talking about retiring, man, then I don't. It it, need, it needs to be talked about because I just don't know if I personally could come back from that and be like, oh yeah, it happens. Because you know, I don't think anyone in the league has ever seen anything like that, and he was just stuck, like literally stuck, and. Uh, it was so disturbing just seeing that man, and I'm a big fan of Tua. He's a, he's a great guy just from watching him doing interviews and just watching how he cares himself since he's been to Alabama. But I don't know, man. I think retirement has to be a, a topic of discussion in, in Tua's circle, man, because that that's a scary situation. And I hate it because they were looking so promising starting the season off. They kind of had a three headed snake with Tua, Jalen Waddle, and and, and uh, Tyreek Hill. And, and, you know, everyone kind of doubted Tua uh, coming into this season, being able to get the ball to Tyreek Hill. But they were looking very explosive. They had a, like, comeback victories against the Baltimore Ravens in week two or, or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, they were looking so good. And it, it kind of sucks the way things have kind of unraveled within that franchise. But uh, at the end of the day, safety and, and, more importantly, your head, you need your brain to function and to live. So I would hate to see Tua come back and, and try to play and then, and then years down the line, he's, you know, he's just so thrown off from from all the hits and, and everything. Like we we see so many times in uh, in ex NFL players and just in ex in, in ex football players in general. So, yeah, I really hope that he is considering everything. He's he's seeing the right medical attention and getting the right medical feedback from doctors. And more importantly, I just hope he takes his time, man. Because even in transitioning, I don't want to get off topic, but uh, Dylan Gabriel, he got knocked out against – I forgot who they were playing. He got knocked out against TCU, and he came back and was practicing on Monday. Like, that's so crazy to me. Like, if when I had my concussion last year, I made sure I was right. And, and that was my first concussion I've ever gotten in my life. So I wasn't taking any chances with my health whatsoever because you know your brain is like i don't play about that so yeah like you get nicked up you get bruised you get you get hell i, I even tore my achilles towards the end, end of the year but the brain is something that you just do not want to play about so um 
Dylan Gabriel coming back saying that he he felt fine in practice and and he was practicing on Monday. I'm like, look, you can feel fine in practice, man, but the practice has nothing compared to the game because I know it and so do other college football players know it. When you're in practice, the quarterback does not get touched at all. And if you touch the quarterback, like it's hell for everybody. So yeah, man, to all the to all the to all the football players who are dealing with head injuries and concussions, man, I just really hope that you guys are taking the time to just be educated, educate yourself on on everything that you need to know and and, and more importantly just protect yourself at the end of the day because um you you can never get another brain, man. And so um yeah, just hope everybody's staying safe out there who plays football. So transitioning over to the basketball world because as you guys know, if I haven't mentioned already, basketball is my favorite sport. Um, I, I want to talk about the sticky, messy, however you want to put it, situation that is going on in Golden State with Draymond Green. Man, it's it's so hard to support Draymond Green because he is such a staple within that franchise and within that dynasty. But at the same time, I just feel like he causes so many problems. And he, he, I feel like he is the reason why the Warriors are unsuccessful whenever they are unsuccessful. For instance, back in 2016, when the Warriors were up 3-1 against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals, Draymond Green was the guy who got suspended. And, you know, back in the day, Draymond Green was so vital to the team, especially because he was able to score a little bit more. He's, he's always been a rebounder, and he, he just brings that defensive presence, and he can get the offense going. But when he got suspended, that kind of allowed the, the Cleveland Cavaliers to just take an opportunity and, and start their run to, and start their comeback to win the finals eventually. So I, for one, I think Draymond Green has to do with the blame that the, the Cavs came back in 2016. Uh, you look at 2019 when the Warriors could have most definitely three-peated. Now, mind you, Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson did get hurt eventually, but um, I feel like if that situation doesn't happen in the Clippers game, when Draymond Green called um, Kevin Durant the B-word, I don't want to curse, but he called Kevin Durant the B-word, then that's when kind of things started to hit the fan, and, and Kevin Durant was already thinking about free agency and, and where he wanted to go next. So I blame Draymond Green for Kevin Durant leaving and then you look at this, and it's just like you have a you have a you have a young, promising talent who will eventually get the get the keys to the franchise after Steph and Clay and Dre are done and Jordan Poole, and he he showed so much promise last year, especially in the playoffs and onto the finals. And then you act out again, and then you go and sucker punch your teammate in practice just because y'all are going back and forth. So it's it's just so messy, man. And I for one, I feel like I'm more disappointed in Steve Kerr and, and, and the franchise for how they handle situations. Because if you look back into the Kevin Durant situation, Kevin Durant came out um, a year or so later and said that, like, they no one even talked about it. Like, it was never addressed. Uh, yeah, they, like, Draymond apologized, but it was never addressed from, like, Steve Kerr and from management and from coaching. So they tried to just kind of slide it under the rug. And that's what Kevin Durant said uh, on first take a couple years ago. And that didn't sit well with him. And then you look at this situation, and Draymond didn't even get suspended. He got fined. And so if I'm Jordan Poole, I'm thinking, like, this is how y'all value, like, this is how much y'all care about me. Like, if Steph were to get hit and if Clay Thompson were to get hit, Draymond Green's traded the next day. Let's just be real. You're not you're not touching Steph and you're not touching Clay. But 
the Warriors harp so much on family and, and they, they, they harp so much on strength and numbers. And, and that's kind of their, their, their motto as a team and as an organization. And then he goes and sucker punches his teammate. And if you saw the footage, the footage is just so disgusting. And it just makes you just like, just have no respect for Draymond Green whatsoever. And it's like, how can, like, I don't see how you just come back from that. So um, I know Jordan Poole's trying to get a, an extension. I know Draymond Green's trying to get an extension. But if I'm the Warriors, man, you got to look like, like, look, okay, Draymond Green's aging. He, he doesn't score the ball. Yes, he can rebound. He can, he can, he can uh, start an offense. He can get the offense rolling. He can, he can, uh, he can, he's a playmaker. But you look at Jordan Poole, a young, promising talent who you guys as an organization has, have molded since he's been in the league. I just don't see how you just do that and try to slide that under the rug. And uh, Steve Curry even came out. I think he said it today that um, Steph Curry has been working hard behind the scenes to, to like mend relationships and everything. But I don't know. I, I just think it's kind of BS because I just, I, I don't, I don't know if you could ever, if that was my team, if I got hit like that, I don't know if I, if we could ever come back from that and, put it past us. That's, that's just total BS to me. So um, hopefully, I don't know. I think they should trade Draymond personally, but hopefully they can get it ironed out. I'm not a fan of the Warriors. So I, for one, from uh, being observer, I kind of like uh, seeing the dynasty crumble once again. So I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I'm not a fan of Jordan Poole getting treated like that. And especially the, the footage getting leaked of it because that's embarrassing, but uh, I am a fan of the Warriors demise. So uh, let's see. We'll see what happens in Golden State. It's a sticky situation for sure, and I know for sure that they'll be dealing with that for the majority of the season. Um, like I said, I wasn't going to hold you guys too long on this episode because we are in a bye week. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoy doing this episode, and I feel like with these episodes, like I said earlier, I can just dibble and dabble into other sports, and I can just go on and just talk about, like, what's going on because, you know, like I said, I want to be a broadcaster, so – as always, tell your friends, tell, tell your parents, tell your aunts, tell your uncles, tell your niece, tell your nephews, tell your tell your anybody to get your season pass for the pot of Aggie Land in order to hear these exclusive Thursday episodes. Uh, this is your host. It's been a pleasure, Chase Lane, and I'm out. Peace.